Welcome to the Leadership Spark Podcast, where we equip you to be the great leader your people deserve. This is Corey. I'm here with Hampton, and we're going to continue unpacking how to be an awesome, great leader of change in your organization, with your team, in your personal life, inside work, outside work, wherever you are, you are probably experiencing change and in a lot of cases being being called to lead the change. And so we're walking through a series of, of steps that you can do to put yourself in a position to feel equipped to lead change successfully. And so we're going to spend the next two days unpacking what we call the six guardrails for executing change or leading successful change. And so we want to unpack the six. We're going to do three today. We'll do three tomorrow. But when you think about guardrails, you, you probably drive by them every day, Hampton, guardrails. And the purpose of a guardrail is to protect drivers who drift off the road, right? Is that if you are um, doing something that would cause you to drift off the road, the guardrail is there to protect you because there could be danger on the other side of that guardrail. And so the guardrail is there, there to protect and prevent damage. And so in essence, it's safer to hit the guardrail instead of the obstacle that's on the other side of the guard, guardrail that could cause greater damage. And so I want you to think about that, that metaphor when we talk about the six guardrails for leading change because the purpose of the six guardrails is to be there to protect you, that you will bounce off of those that would get you back on track for leading successful change. And so Hampton, let's start with the first three today. What's number one of our six guardrails for leading and executing change? Number one, keep the focus on the opportunities or in other words, keep the focus on the compelling vision of the change. So you want to stay focused again on the opportunity and stay focused on your compelling vision. So remember to cast a compelling vision of the opportunity the change will create and reinforce this outcome throughout the life cycle of execution. Uh, work to activate the thrive response to set you and your team up for sustainable results. And so as a leader, always over communicate. You're always pulling your people back and shifting their eyes towards the opportunity, opportunities and the compelling vision that you have. It's going to feel like you are overemphasizing it, but just when it feels like you've shared that compelling vision enough, is probably when the people that you're leading for the first time are actually starting to hear it, understand it, and believe it. And number two is to build a change coalition. Corey, tell us about that one. Yeah. So you, wanna, you want to build a coalition of people that will help you champion the change because you're going you're gonna to be in a very, very difficult position if you try to lead the change alone, or you're going to be in a very difficult position if you can't uh, engage the, the, the people in your organization that you need to make the change successful. And so you want to distribute the championing of the change by building a coalition. And one of the ways that we think about this is if you don't know about this model, you can go and, and Google it. But Everett Rogers, wow, 60 years ago, um, created a model called the, the Diffusion of Innovations model. And you probably, you may not know about that title, but you probably have heard about it. It basically breaks down, breaks down people into five categories when it comes to uh, embracing innovation or embracing change. And so generally the first 15% of, of your team, the first 15% of your organization would fall into an innovator or early adopter category. These are the people that they're raising their hand because they're the ones who are adopting the newest thing, the, the fastest. They're the ones who have a higher tolerance for change. And they're, they're really the people that you want to identify so that you can build your coalition because the rest of your organization, the other 85% are either looking for someone else to be successful with the change before they adopt it. 
they're they're the late majority, which could follow even later, or the one they're the ones that would never would change. And there are those parts of your organization that it doesn't matter what you do, they're going to be very difficult to embrace change. And so the second one is you want to build a coalition of people that can go along with you and champion the change. Number three, Hampton, wrap us up with that one. Number three is to orchestrate and celebrate small wins. I really love how we say orchestrate because if you just wait for the wins to happen along the way, you may not be as aware for them. There may not be as many. And so um, there's specific things you can do to really set your people up to have small wins along the way. Uh, so don't wait until the end to celebrate those. You want to find ways to celebrate those small wins. Um, and, and in our lesson, we say really try to script in small wins that give you the opportunity to celebrate. And these small wins will fuel your change momentum. Momentum is something that we're going to be talking about a lot here soon. But remember, most people uh, may not have like the, the drive or the determination to hear the vision once and then just stay motivated until the end. So again, creating those small wins is definitely going to fuel that momentum.